Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Seven things you don't really need to know, but probably should. I'm Kira Revan, and this, this is the Sunday 7. On today's award-winning Sunday 7, we get to grips with Google's new AI gambit. We learn about a French plan to ban disposable vapes. We catch up on COP28 and hear about a brand new fashion and tech innovation, which lets your gestures change the colour of your clothes. But first, on this day in 1993, the crew of the Space Shuttle Endeavour successfully completed repairs to the Hubble Space Telescope. The telescope was originally launched in 1990, but its initial deployment failed and it was only able to return blurry images. The 35-hour spacewalk saw crucial components replaced and the telescope finally began to return crisp images. Hardly a week goes by without headlines about artificial intelligence and the arms race between big tech to develop faster, smarter AI. In the last few weeks, we've seen a huge drama at OpenAI, the makers of ChatGPT, as the board fired and then rehired CEO Sam Altman. Then Elon Musk launched his own quirky AI chatbot called Grok. Now Google has re-entered the chat with a total reimagining of their AI engine, which used to be called Bard. So it's time to check in with our Smart 7 tech guru, Will Guy. Will, what are Google up to? Google certainly wants us to believe this is the future of AI. It's incredible to see how quickly all the big tech companies are moving. And when you consider that OpenAI's ChatGPT only launched just a shade over a year ago, these advances are quite incredible. Um, Gemini appears to be a huge leap forward in AI modeling that will eventually be part of all Google products. They've built it in a way that different versions are available for everything from a bog-standard smartphone right through to the largest data centers, which are increasingly looking like Skynet from the Terminator movies. Now, Google is proudly proclaiming that this beats the latest version of its main rival OpenAI's large language model GPT-4, which is the tech behind ChatGPT. Google says it's ahead on 30 of 32 well-established AI benchmarks when comparing the two companies' models. Now, AI is indeed a very complicated world, and this stuff is moving very quickly. But one thing that does make Google's tech look significantly different is that it's trained on all forms of media simultaneously. That's video, voice, photos, and words. Until now, tech companies have typically built and trained those separately. So in a weird sense, this is the first large language model that matches Google the search engine. It doesn't just know who Jimmy Cranky is, it'll have the videos too. Is this update a game changer? Well, make no mistake, this is Apple versus IBM in the 80s or Betamax versus VHS, but in 2023. Each of these big tech companies wants their solution to be the leader, the one that everybody turns to when they decide it's time to embrace AI. These tech companies think they can make billions of dollars, and as for where it ends up, artificial intelligence will touch every corner of our lives and literally every output from humanity, so there's barriers to break and dosh to make. The other big story this week was the long-awaited trailer for Grand Theft Auto 6, but we're not getting the actual game for a while yet, are we, Will? 
Well, it's a bonkers week. This trailer for Grand Theft Auto 6 was leaked by its own developers, which is the most GTA way to reveal anything. It does look suitably brilliant, though. And for all the excitement, there were 60 million views in 12 hours. It became YouTube's fastest growing video ever. It's clear there's still a long way to go until we actually get the game. The trailer ends by saying 2025, but by given previous installments of the game have launched as late as November, it could be a whole 23 months or about seven Tory prime ministers away from the final release. Will it be worth waiting for? Well, after a more than a decade since the last one, it's fair to say expectations of some will be totally out of kilter with reality for GTA 6, and it's got to sell over 180 million copies to perform its predecessor. That said, Rockstar have never released a duff GTA game, and to me, it looks worth it for the Crocodiles and Tom Petty tunes alone. The COP28 Climate Summit started last week and is scheduled to wrap up on December 12th. This year's summit has been held in Dubai, which has attracted plenty of criticism as the United Arab Emirates is not famous for its environmental record and is, of course, a major producer of fossil fuels. Matters were further complicated by the fact that this year's president, Sultan Al-Jabbar, is also the CEO of Saudi Arabia's national oil company, Adnoc. Before the conference even started, he caused controversy on a Zoom call with member of the elders and former president of Ireland, Mary Robinson. I accepted to come to this meeting to have a sober and a mature uh, conversation. I'm not in any way signing up to any discussion that is alarmist. I am here factual and I respect the science. And there is no science uh, out there or no scenario out there that says that the phase out of fossil fuel is what's going to achieve 1.5. 1.5 is my North Star. And a phase down and a phase out of fossil fuel, in my view, is inevitable. It is essential. But we need to be real, serious and pragmatic about it. He clarified his remarks and says he does believe in the signs, but it's clear that fossil fuels advocates have a significant voice at the summit, with records set for the number of lobbyists who have access. US Vice President Al Gore was scathing about the impact that big oil will have on the progress that COP28 can make. This industry is way more effective at capturing politicians than they are at capturing emissions. And they have captured the COP process itself now and overreached, uh, abusing the public's trust by naming the CEO uh, of one of the largest and least responsible oil companies in the world uh, as head of the COP. Uh, It's an abuse uh, of the the public's right to have confidence in the, the processes by which the decisions about humanity's future are made. Former U.S. Secretary of State Hillary Clinton also weighed in, sounding the alarm on the global rise in extreme temperatures and the debt toll from this summer's weather events in Europe. We're seeing uh, and beginning to pay attention and to count and record uh, the deaths that are related to climate and by far the biggest killer is extreme heat. I mean, even in Europe last summer, which uh, has the ability to count and figure out what happened, They recorded 61,000 deaths because of the heat in Europe. It seems almost impossible that the world will be able to hold temperatures at the 1.5 degree level agreed in Paris as the temperature records continue to be broken across the globe and we're already at 1.2 degrees above pre-industrial levels. As the negotiations continue, President Biden's special envoy on climate, John Kerry, was keen to keep the mood light with a slightly awkward joke to make a point about the importance of the democratic process. There's a diplomat who came to the United States and the diplomat from another part of the world, I won't mention where, 
was asked, uh, what do you think of democracy? And he said, well, democracy is like sex. When it is good, it is very, very good. And when it is bad, it is still quite good. <laughs> Still to come on the Sunday 7, a win for victims of the infected blood scandal and the French turn against vapes. There was good news this week for the long-suffering victims of the infected blood scandal as Parliament finally backed a move to speed up compensation for them and their families. A vote in the Commons saw 22 Tory MPs split from the government to deliver a 246 to 242 victory, which will see a new body set up to run the compensation scheme. Clive Smith, chairman of the Haemophilia Society, says it's a hugely significant moment. It was incredibly emotional, incredibly moving for so many people watching it. And for so many people who've campaigned for decades, it was World AIDS Day last week. It's 40 years since the threat of AIDS emerged in this country. And we are still here fighting for justice. And this is being reported as a defeat for the government. But actually, this should be seen as a victory for parliamentary democracy. Parliament last night drew a line in the sand and said, no more. No longer will you need to fight. No longer will you need to wait. Justice will finally be delivered to those who've waited for so long. The origins of the infected blood scandal stretch back to the late 70s when up to 30,000 people were given contaminated blood on the NHS, which saw them contract HIV or hepatitis C. Over 3,000 of those people have since died. The government has made an interim payment to victims, but was waiting for the full results of the inquiry, even though inquiry chair Sir Brian Langstaff has called for compensation to be paid immediately. His report is now expected in March of 2024. Andy Evans is chair of the Tainted Blood Lobbying Group and he says it's been a tremendous relief to finally see progress after so long. Although it's with mixed feelings, we still have one person dying from our list of victims every four days. This scandal has impacted so many people for so long and it's still ongoing. But finally now we feel that the tide's turned. Not only are the public behind us, They know about the scandal, they know about the cover-up, but it also seems now that there's political will to do the right thing. Vaping has been increasingly in the spotlight with countries across the world cracking down on the smoking alternative. Ireland, Germany and the UK are all bringing in legislation to limit access to vapes for children and now France has voted to ban single-use vapes altogether. The French Parliament voted 104 to 0 for the ban and Member of Parliament Francesca Pasquini says their focus is on protecting children from the risks involved. Young people are still getting their hands on vapes very easily, so there's this important message we need to air, which is that sales to minors are prohibited, and that's not currently being respected, and it's true that this is also a big part of this fight. The UK government is expected to bring forward legislation shortly, and NHS doctor Dr. Emeka Okorasha told Sky News that we still don't have enough data to be properly able to access the health risks associated with vaping. That's a general misconception that they're much healthier than cigarettes. This is because you're getting an e-liquid, obviously you're inhaling it via like an aerosol or a vapour, rather than actually smoking and tobacco. However, we don't know the long-term effects and we do know that it's so much more accessible for children. And if you look at the marketing of a lot of these vapes, I'm not a vape connoisseur myself, but they have flavours such as bubblegum, blueberry, strawberry. They have bright colours and it's becoming a very social thing. So you see kids in schools at break times now all vaping and passing around vapes. And like I said, we don't know what it holds in the future, but we don't in, in the short term, you could have nicotine addiction and then withdrawal. So to come on the Sunday 7, we plug into quantum computing and introduce the future of fashion. Right after this. 
Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Welcome back. While we hear a lot about artificial intelligence and its possible impact on our lives, there's a much bigger tech battle going on and it will definitely change everything we know about how technology works. It's quantum computing and it's the subject of a global tech race that's going on right now, with the US spending over a billion dollars a year on research and China describing it as a top priority. 60 Minutes took an in-depth look at the future impact of quantum computing this week and they spoke to Harmut Nevin, who is the Vice President of Engineering at Google and he's also the founder and manager of the Quantum Artificial Intelligence Lab. He says it's a matter of when, not if, quantum computing becomes a significant player. At this point, we don't need any more fundamental breakthroughs. We need little improvements here and there. We have all the pieces together. We just need to integrate them well to build larger and larger systems. Often say we want to do it by the end of the decade, so that we can use this Kennedy quote, (laughs) get it done by the end of the decade. The end of this decade? Yes. Five or six years? Yes. Quantum computing allows machines to solve multiple problems simultaneously and will dramatically speed up processing power for computers and its uses what are called qubits to do so. The issue so far has been building the machines to run at scale as they're complicated and delicate. But physicist Michio Kaku believes that whoever cracks it first will have a significant advantage. We're looking at a race, a race between China, between IBM, Google, Microsoft, Honeywell, All the big boys are in this race to create a workable, operationally efficient quantum computer because the nation or company that does this will rule the world economy. IBM is one of those working to develop the tech and Dario Gill, their head of research, has just unveiled their quantum system too. We don't see an obstacle right now that will prevent us from building systems that will have tens of thousands and even a hundred thousand qubits working with each other. So we are highly confident that we will get there. As the COP28 summit draws to a close, the climate crisis continues to affect island nations in the Pacific Ocean. One of the iconic images from 2021's COP26 was Tuvalu's Foreign Minister Simon Coffey, who made his case to the conference while standing up to his knees in water to highlight the urgent risk to his community of 11,000 people. Climate Minister Seb Peniu also addressed the issue in Glasgow. It is not fiction. It is not projected to happen in the future. Our land is fast disappearing. Tuvalu is literally sinking. We must take action now. Since then, the Islanders have signed an agreement with Australia, which will see a gradual evacuation of their nation. And this week, Channel 4 visited the islands to hear from residents about the risk they are facing. I have this feeling that if I move away, I'm betraying someone. And that someone is like my mother. This land is also like my mother. It's that feeling that keeps me here. And I, I want to die next to my forefathers, and I want my skin to go back to the land. 
Grace Malley is a Tuvalian youth delegate and she and her grandfather shared their fears about what will happen next as the ocean continues to rise. We can't plant anything on the ground. When I go out to the sea, you know, there's soil erosion. Places that I used to play as a child are no longer there. But you, Pa? What worries me most is when we're going to submerge. I'm really afraid of that. I don't know how, who is going to survive. We don't know what's going to happen when we sleep. I don't want to, to yeah. leave my, my beautiful uh, Tuvalu. Way back in the 1990s, hyper-colour clothing was quite the thing. The Seattle-based company created a range of t-shirts that changed colour when heated and not just because you were sweaty. The trend was relatively short-lived and the t-shirts didn't do well in modern washing machines. But like everything in fashion, the idea of colour-changing clothes is back. This time, though, it's quite a bit more high-tech. The new fashion line has a tiny built-in camera and uses AI to change the colour of the fabric when you make a gesture. Jiantan is part of the team at the Hong Kong-based Laboratory for Artificial Intelligence and Design. They're the brains behind the new fashion breakthrough. She's also a professor at the Hong Kong Polytechnic University and she explains how the tech works and how it may have uses beyond fashion. So we have used a polymeric optical fiber with textile-based yarns. So when you touch it, you can see that the hand feel is just like any ordinary knitted fabric. So it actually is very soft and very tactile because um, multi-sensory stimulation is something that is very common. It's a form of uh, well-being for a lot of people, people with dementia, people with learning challenges. So it actually uh, encourages their well-being and gives them a sense of calm and also a very easy way for them to have engagement and direct response. So by having a simple gesture or simple movement, they can see a colour change. This is how they will be able to get instant uh, reaction. This has been the Sunday 7. Wherever you're listening, do us a favour and hit the follow button. We'll be back tomorrow at 7am with the regular Smart 7. Have a great rest of your weekend. Written, produced and published by Daft Doris. Spin your passion into a business of Shopify and break sales records with the world's best converting checkout. Let's hear that one more time. The world's best converting checkout. Shopify's legendary checkout makes it easier for customers to shop on your website, across social media, and everywhere in between. Now that's music to your ears. Any way you spin it, you can be a smash hit with Shopify. Start your dollar a month trial today at shopify.com slash records.